0: All right. I think, I think we can get started. It's 11.31, so welcome to this session with Ally and Cognizant around using, uh, around transforming customer experience with uh, using Amazon Alexa. I'm really excited to be here with each one of you because together we're making the future, right? Uh, every decade or so, it seems that the way we interact with computing changes, right? So think 10 years ago. Think about the mobile device. You had the internet in your pocket. It was amazing, right? It was a magical moment where you could... Really touch and feel and, and, and interact with the device, right? And there were so many great experiences, but at the same time, it was kind of rough, right? Developers and big companies went around saying, "Well, I got to be on mobile, but I don't know what's the ROI. I don't know how this is going to monetize or help my business." So what they did, they just threw their web page up there, right? The result was people like you and me were trying to open a pinch and zoom into these and try to hit these little tap targets or hyperlinks. Uh, to make sure we hit the right ones and if you were like me for the most part i got it wrong right i hit the one i you know i tapped on the hyperlink that was above or below right so it was rough so then uh, you know the brave the bold the pioneering folks got together and said we're going to figure this out and then they got together and the result was what we now know as responsive design right and uh, with responsive design you know the they figured out things like touch and touch uh, Independent resolution screens, right? Where the content on your mobile is the same as the content on your web page, right? So, you know, it was really those guys that figured it out. And then there were companies like Romeo with Angry Birds where they figured out the slingshot metaphor, right? So you pull and drag, and letting go was a shoot button. Really? Letting go was a shoot button? Right? Think about it, right? We did not know these things when we started, these were totally foreign concepts. So they got together and completely revamped and redesigned the experiences that we had on mobile, right? Another experience was when you were scrolling using your mouse on a web page, if you scroll up, the page moved down, right? That was, that was sort of weird, but you know, we were all used to it. But if you were on a mobile device and you scroll down with your finger, the page moved down, right? Because it was direct manipulation. So you know, we, when we started, we did not know these things. Uh, at the beginning, right? So, where are we now, right? Uh, maybe I should start moving my slides as well. I'm Paras senior solutions architect with AWS. And, uh, you know, where are we now, right? Alexa is three years old now, right? And, you know, there are lots of magical experiences, right? Like jokes and music and utilities and games and, you know, all sorts of things. But I'd argue, what's the responsive design for voice? We still haven't figured that out, right? And that's going to take bold and brave and pioneering, and companies like Cognizant and companies like Ally, to help figure that out. Right? What is the responsive design for voice? We still don't know that. Right? One of the fundamental, um, you know, things about voice, is uh, you know uh, the the existence of intents and utterances. Right? So utterance is what you say, right? And intent is what you meant to do, right? So if you're on a web page, right, and you say you know, you hit the OK button, you're calling the OK function, right? But with voice, when you, when you say, okay, you could say OK, I could say Roger, I could say move on, I could say go ahead, it all means the same thing, it means OK, right? So uh, with Alexa, with, with the, I should mute that, with the power of Alexa and AI, you know, we are able to take those utterances, transform those into intents, and give it to you so you could use them in your code, right? You can straight away use them in the code so that we can, you know, fast track and fast, you know, make it easier for your customers to be able to uh, interact with the device, right? Uh, So that's basically, you know, where we are, right? We still need to figure out the magical moment for voice, right? So uh, these are our set of current devices, right? As you can, you know, some examples include the Echo Dot, which you can put in every room. Uh, You have the Echo Show, which has Hum on it. You got the uh, you know um, uh, Echo Show, which you can put in the kitchen. You got the Echo Plus, which has a hub on it, right? Uh, smart home hub on it, so you can do a variety of things. But you know, in all reality, these are all reference devices, right? What we're trying to do is we're trying to inspire the world to go build all sorts of devices with Alexa in it, right? So you know, you'll see you'll see Alexa in cars, you'll see Alexa in refrigerators, you'll see Alexa in other speakers, and in all sorts of devices, right? Now. Uh, with 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 you know with, with all these devices and these capabilities, right? What we are what we are envisioning is we are looking at something you know at, at a point where you have ambient computing, right? You could basically talk to your environment, get your answers back, and then uh, you know get your needs satisfied, right? So that's basically you know how you know we look at Alexa, right? Uh, and that's how we're you know inspiring developers using the Alexa voice service and uh, you know, the Alexa skills, right? That being said, right, I, I do wanna uh, talk a little bit about Cognizant, right? Cognizant has been a premier partner with AWS since 2011. Uh, they've done many, many successful projects. Uh, they've, they've, have a, you know, they've been audited as a, as a managed services provider, which is you know, really hard to get through because the standards on the MSP is really high. Right? They have over 1,200, right? staggering numbers, huge numbers of AWS professionals and out of those, almost 100 people are certified at the professional level, right? Which is the highest level of certification that you could get on AWS, right? Uh, so, they have over 200 customers that they have migrated to AWS and uh, 80 customers uh, that they currently manage from an you know, end-to-end perspective, right? And the result out of that, right, is it's to always drive repeatability. And Cognizant does that really well because they are able to drive repeatability from you know, all these customers, they're able to learn, build transformational blueprints, and then, you know, use those blueprints to basically, uh, you know, use them in, in other for other customers, right? So, you know, really great partner, done exciting work on AWS, and I'm sure, you know, they are continuing to grow their AWS practice. With that said, right, I'd like to, and you know, I'd like you all to hear from our partner and our customer, uh, Cognizant and Ally. Uh, I'd like to welcome Rajan Ranganathan, VP, uh, Global Head cloud services from cognizant to take you further <clears throat>
1: <clears throat> yeah. okay, thank you Thank you Paras. That was uh, your magical moment. I think our definition was uh, pretty apt and many people in this room I think have gone through the experience of uh, you know Alexa some of used for fun, but still I think we will look at how devices such as, like like Alexa, can be put into an enterprise and commercial radio. So with, uh, with that said, um, uh, uh, who's Cognizant? I think some, many of them are I think in the room, they may be aware of the Cognizant, just, you know, to clear the benefit of doubt, right? We are one of the world's leading technology service provider. Um, we uh, help our customers across the three mandates of our uh, go-to-market, which is we help the customers in building digital, you know, digital business. Uh, then the second one is digital operations, and the third one is digital systems and technology. So, digital businesses: how do we create using data, uh, machine learning, artificial intelligence to you know to build innovative business models? Digital operation is just a middle office taking the entire enterprise process and digitizing it. Uh, the third one is how do we build resilient systems and technology, you know, such as infrastructure, the cloud, et cetera. You know, so these are the three big pillars. We are a, you know, if you look at Fortune's, uh, you know, uh, nine uh, most admired companies in a row. Recently we got into Forbes 17 list a couple of weeks back. Um, We have 265,000 employees uh, spread across 100 global delivery centers. We are headquartered in TNET. So that's a quick snapshot of, uh, you know, who is cognizant. Oh, if you look at, it's all, I Alexa and all conversational yay is all about experience, right? If you look at how Cognizant is helping to, you know, the digital experience on the cloud, right? So if you, if you look at, as you see, we, cloud exists in different forms in enterprise, right? Uh, every, every organization, like at least, at least till one and a half years back, you know, right? Everybody said, I'm on the cloud. But ex- exactly when you look at what are you on the cloud, what applications you're on the cloud, you know their definition differs. But the way we look at cloud, how do we create experience you know, for our enterprise customers across those you know, seven pillars? Hybrid cloud, then migrating onto the cloud, enterprise apps on the cloud, cloud operate, cloud security, and data, data cloud, which is data and data lakes, et cetera. And the last one is industry cloud. Industry cloud is insurance cloud. Uh, Life Sciences Cloud, GXP Compliance Cloud, you know, things of that nature, right? So this is how we take our offerings to our customers. And in the process, we have also created some accelerators, such as Cloud Choices, set, say, helping the customers to land onto the right landing zone onto the cloud, whether it is a hybrid. For example, VMware on AWS, right? I think that it was recently launched. So we are helping clients, okay, you can have certain things on, Cloud native native on the on the on the AWS, certain things, VMware workloads on the AWS and things of that nature. Then security and compliance is critical. We bring the Cloud Trust, which is another another accelerator, and the last one is Cloud 360, which is a, a AI-infused uh, cloud management platform. So with these accelerators, with those seven core offerings, we use the Cloud Steps transformation framework, right? That is how we help our customers to migrate the workloads from point A to point B. It has five phases, envision, assess, design, migrate, and run and optimize. Each and everything, you know, in the process, we also do application rationalization. Um, because no, I mean, late, we are hearing customers doesn't want to do a plain vanilla lift and shift. As is migration, they wanted to, you know, uh, re-platform their application they wanted to containerize it they wanted to build microservices into that and they wanted to make it digital native and cloud native right so this cloud steps uh, transformation framework will help the customers to to migrate so with that with that said we use the six use cases as you see the wheel on your uh, left right so each use cases I think has been carefully designed on the on the AWS cloud uh, if you take any enterprise, the use case has to fall within this uh, six. We call it as a wheel of fortune, right? Uh, either it could be a data center migration, agile agile uh, engineering developments that's like DevOps, such as DevOps, resilient web platforms, intelligent data platform, enterprise apps, and workspaces, which is VDI and desktops on the cloud. Any, any customer has to fit in within, within these six use cases. And, of course, we have as, pa- as Paris was giving a you know nice introduction about it, we are a premier consulting partner. We have the best of breed people, and we we are still uh, you know ramping our folks you know as we as we speak. So with that said, right, if you look at the customer interaction and in the AI, like this exactly falls in the fourth use case, which is building intelligent data platforms, right? Um, if you look at I think we are in an interesting time. I think um, if you take Paris's Magical moment. If you look at the evolution of the magical moment, you know how it started, right? Some, you know, sometime time back, you know, if you look at everybody, you know, invested in speech recognition, like twenty years back, right? Even, even when I did my own startup, right, I did some millions of dollars, you know, creating some speech recognition systems, etc. But it failed. But things have changed. Everybody wants a human-like conversations. Okay, how do I create a human-like conversations? Right? That is where devices such as Alexa. Virtual, which is a virtual, like, you know, uh, conversation agents, You know, virtual conversation, that, that plays a critical role. Yes, but if you look at all this, this, this entire, uh, you know, uh, this this interaction and this conversational AI type of uh, of, of uh, definition, if you have to really apply apply to the enterprise, how it can help the enterprise to get get a, get a customer experience, right? That is what I think. You know, just we are all driving towards that. I've just given some few examples, right? But If you look at all the analysts, what they say is like, you know, this is Forrester's recent quote, right? AI infused offerings to improve customer experience, make it easier for them to achieve their goals. A's will be infused in each and every element of whatever we touch across the enterprise. That's what I think the trend which we are going to see. So what are the, how does conversational AI deliver results? Those are three key things I think I want you to, you know, just take home here. One is it will drive customer experience. So when I say drive customer experience, if we look at 24 by 7 service availability. Then, second point, productivity and efficiency. Right? It can definitely, you know, lower the cost of service. You know, agent. You know, because that can do an interaction. You don't need a real agent. They can spend time more on doing other things. Th- then, if you look at the business outcome, that is where, you know, I mean, if you look at that, that this this has been the trend, right? If you look at all the the fancy and the nice gadgets that is coming online. If you look at if you go to all the universities, all these kids are enabling bots to buy it online, and then they're just doing, you know selling you know with 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 a uh, height of price etc right i mean that is one example but if you look at for when it comes to a business outcome customer loyalty i would say customer loyalty is very critical so w- thereby you are giving a personalized customer experience approach so these are the three you know i would say big results i think one can expect from a conversational ai this is a typical journey we call it as a dpim process first you start with a discover and experiment then lay the foundation implement and and then scale first start with, with a small prototype and then scale it and then maintain and expand from there right and all along this 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 this, this uh, steps right this discover plan implement and maintain yes we need to ensure that you know customer experience is you know taken care productivity along with productivity and the business outcome so several customers have uh, you know have, uh, we are working with several customers on this conversational AI journey and a lot of customers have reaped benefits. I am happy and proud to introduce uh, and invite R.V. Ratshakeran, CIO of Digital, how he implemented the conversational AI journey using some of our cognizance methodology and, 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 uh, and best practices uh, you know, to, to share with you.
2: All right. <clears throat> Thank you, Raja, and thanks, Paras. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Arvi Rajasekran. Um, I'm the CIO for uh, digital at Ally Bank. Um, so Paraz talked about the magical moment with Conversation UI, and, and that's something that we've been thinking about for quite a bit of time. Um, so uh, I'll start with that, and then I'll talk about Ally. Um, so Ally um, launched uh, a digital assistant capability within our mobile apps a couple of years ago, where you can talk to it and have, have that voice interaction and interface. And and that's one of the first times that Ally tried to launch the conversational capabilities. So from there, we have taken a few more steps. So here, I'm going to talk a little bit about our journey into what I call hands-free banking. So first, a little bit about Ally. Uh, Many of you might know Ally as a leading uh, bank and a digital institution. But we offer a lot more than just uh, banking products. Uh, we 're big in the auto space we 're one of the nation 's leading auto finance deal finance and insurance company uh, and then on the banking side uh, outside of just deposits products, uh, we also offer uh, mortgages and credit card we 're in the corporate finance space, and we also do wealth management and brokerage and one of the key things is as a digital bank, we do all of this with no physical branches, so it 's all online so conversational interface Um, I think before we start talking about conversational interface I you know every journey every digital journey every time we approach a new channel it starts with customer journey mapping right we talk about the customer what journeys they're gonna have on the uh, on the channel what are those capabilities what are the features we want to provide and how do we satisfy the customers needs Uh, going back a few years uh, let's first talk about what we did in the web and mobile space so about five years uh, ago we uh, redesigned our web and mobile applications and launched new capabilities for the bank and and as we did that our design teams and product teams spent a lot of time thinking about uh, well okay what what would online banking look like in the future what would mobile banking look like in the future what are those features what are those capabilities we need to provide on those channels uh, that'll delight the customers and and so as you would imagine as, as our design team thought through that, it was very visual in nature, right? Where do the call to actions go? What goes above the fold, what goes below the fold? Um, where do the links need to be? What does navigation look like? Um, and those are, those are common ways to design for web and mobile. Uh, and as Paras was pointing out, you know, the way you design for a device like Alexa is very, very different. You don't design visually, it's more verbal. So we'll talk about a little bit of that. Um, So one of the key technical foundational capabilities we've been building for a while, as we uh, re-platformed our web and mobile devices, was we were building a core set of foundational REST APIs um, uh, that would support uh, public REST APIs that would support us for web and mobile applications. So if you were to use allies online banking or mobile applications, they go through those REST API layers and, and, and that's how they access the data and all of that. So we've been building that for a while. And so as we started to go into the, the Alexa platform, you know, the first thing I would say, you know, home devices are really becoming the new web browser. I have two kids, and, and, and more often than not, when they're looking for information, they're using Alexa. They're not using the web browser. So if they're looking for football scores, the weather, trivia, they're using Alexa. They're not going out to a web browser. They're not using their mobile device. Uh, this is becoming a mode of conversation that's going to, at some point, we don't know when, at some point it's going to surpass mobile and, and web. So with that, you know, our, here's, here's how our design journey started. This is a brand new channel, as we talked about. So the first things we, we, we thought about is, OK, what are the things that are going to be useful to our customers in this channel? Um, so for example, we wanted to focus on capabilities and features that would make you feel more comfortable using Alexa to get your balance, get your transactions, move money, whatever you wanted to do, then going into your pocket, picking out your phone, opening the Ally app, authenticating with it, finding that screen where you could do that cap- transaction, and then doing it. So I, I, we can truly save seconds in that in that customer experience journey if they had an Alexa and they want to interact so that was one of the core principles as you looked at the design mapping for this one of the core principles was what are those things that are very convenient to do on Alexa uh, than doing it with a mobile device or a web browser uh, beyond that you know what we had to think about was what are the table stakes and what are going to be the delighters so um, we're one of the, the very few banks who have gotten into the Alexa skill and Alexa channel so we were, were very uh, focused on figuring out, okay, what are going to be the bare minimum expectations any customer is going to have on a channel like Alexa, and what are those capabilities that be? Wow, I didn't think you could do that. That's cool, right? So we had to think about what are the delighters as well, and then as I said before, we had to approach it very, very differently than than web and mobile because there's no visual design to look at, no prototyping uh, from that perspective. So it was all verbal. It was all conversation building. It was figuring out. What that conversation with the customer is going to be like, and building that model and that interaction. So, we sc- started from scratch and built that. Um, and, and as part of this, we also did a lot of iterative testing. Um, as you'd imagine, uh, we built a lot of different conversational models. We took it into our lab. We tested with employees. We tested with some customers. And, and we tried to do that multiple times to iteratively figure out what are those uh, scenarios where maybe Alexa alexa's being too verbose maybe we have too much conversation going on where are the points where we we needed to spend more time describing uh, what are the actions you could take and what are the options you have so so we did a lot of iterative back and forth and fine-tuning that skill and and as a bank we also made sure that every step of the way risk legal compliance and security um you know was was top of mind and we took care of that every step of the way So uh, we talked about the iterative refinements and uh, all the things that we had to do to get that skill to market. Um, So here's an interesting example of one of those early, early uh, issues we ran into and something we we had fun fine tuning. So one of our um, very popular products is a 12-month high-yield CD. Um, So the first time we asked uh, Alexa in the lab, Alexa, what are the rates for a 12-month high yield CD? Here's what we got. So, so obviously we're not in the high yield business. And so, um, you know, so and this really had to do more with uh, fine-tuning our utterances and making sure all the different permutations and combinations of what a customer says and what that might sound like and what that needs to get slotted to were thought of, right? So, so we spent a lot of time training our skill, making sure that uh, through iterative refinements, we had all the features uh, dialed in. So let's get to the technical pieces. Uh, and I mentioned a few years ago, we re-platformed web and mobile. And as part of that, we built a lot of REST API capabilities for banking that is really the bed of uh, the, the foundational bed at, uh, over which we're building all these different channels. Uh, So we have web, we have mobile, we have some uh, third-party integrations going on through those APIs. Our vision really is down the road for these APIs to be the foundation for the numerous channels we will support in the future, Alexa being one of them, right? So we want want to be able to provide this capability in as many channels as possible for customers to interact with and and access our capabilities. Um, So... um, the, one of the first things we, we did was we, we assessed the APIs we had. We assessed what the product teams had um, wanted to do from a features perspective to figure out, okay, what are the different features we want to enable on the skill? What APIs do we have? Do we need to enhance these APIs in any way to provide those capabilities? So we really started with, provi- we really started with that. We enhanced our core APIs to make sure that they could satisfy all the features that we wanted to uh, do that. Um, in, in, and after we did that, we, we spent a lot of time focusing on uh, the security aspects on top of it. There's a lot of new security aspects that we had to go build um, that, that were needed to support this uh, capability. So uh, I'm sure many of you have heard of OAuth. OAuth is a capability for authorization. So using your Amazon ID, how do you authorize yourself into your Ally account? Uh, so that's a capability th- that we built. Um, And so OAuth capability was built, and then as you think about, okay, when you go into the Alexa app, how do you link your account with your Amazon ID so that account linking capability had to be built to make sure from your Alexa app, you're able to link your ally accounts into that. Another thing is uh, step-up authentication and security. So we're very security conscious, as you would imagine, uh, with, uh, uh, with an Alexa skill at home. Um, anybody could come into your house and say, hey, we move money or what's my balance. So we wanted to provide some level of security above and beyond just the, the device and the protection of the device. So, so we built some step-up authentication. We built voice pin capabilities so you could uh, uh, set up two types of voice pins. You could either say nobody can access the Ally app without a pin. And so if someone tried to use, you come into your house and use the app, it'll say what's the pin code and you wouldn't know it. Uh, and Or you could say, I'm okay with uh, balances and list of transactions, but if you're going to do any monetary money movement type uh, functions, that's where I want to um, have a step up in. So we support both of those capabilities. And then the other thing we had to also focus on was, since we're building a lot of these uh, new capabilities with Lambda in the cloud, uh, we wanted to make sure uh, that our cloud-to-prem capabilities um, Uh, we're also fully integrated do you have a question uh, not in the not in our current generation product we use the PIN, but uh, we will be looking at voice ID down the road okay so um so let's get into the a little bit more detail so here's how all of this comes together from a technical perspective customers use the Alexa uh, device and we talked about all the different types of devices We built all the utterances and the intent and that slotting using the developer pro- portal and a little bit of uh, you know um, you know details around that there's a lot of different permutations and combinations of what could be said and what that could mean and what intent it slots to and what product type uh, what transactions it slots to so we built we had some custom algorithms that we built to make sure that um, we had all those different permutations and combinations built into the developer portal beyond that, what you see in the middle um, is really um, the new capabilities we built and we built with lambda. Uh, what we did was we used lambda more as a in a, in a mediator pattern what, what, what our goal was was we had i 'm just going to advance this a little bit. Um, If you see on the right-hand side, that's the core set of REST APIs that we talked about that we built over the years and we have have enhanced. Uh, What we built in the middle is really the new capabilities with Lambda uh, in a mediator pattern to one, connect with the the Alexa skill, understand the utterances, the intents, and then be able to invoke the right Lambda function that uh, that, uh, had that capability and then go back and talk to our REST APIs and and mediate that conversation back, and then the whole process of uh, mapping it back to speech out text, everything was handled by Lambda. So, and and as we approached this, we also wanted to make sure that uh, each of these functions, so balances and transactions and all of those could scale independently, and we didn't have to worry about that, so uh, we used the microservices pattern for that. So we could scale each of those independently. And, um, and of course, uh, behind the scenes, we have a lot of uh, AWS components that come into play uh, in, in making all of this integration possible securely. Uh, X-Ray, CloudWatch, IAM, and uh, KMS. So um, I thought we would end with uh, maybe a live demo of how this works. And you know what they say about live demos. Um, so here goes. Let me get my script ready. Okay. Alexa, open Ally.
3: Hi, Aravind. Welcome to the Ally skill. What would you like to do? You can say get balance, make a transfer. List transactions or get help.
2: What's my checking account balance?
3: The available balance for your checking account is $1,238.89. Do you want to hear that again? No. What else would you like to do? You can say get balance, list transactions or make a transfer. Get transactions for
2: my checking account.
3: Okay, here are the most recent transactions for your checking account, ending in 0889. On November 24, 2017, $29.59 was debited at Earth Fair Number 165 Concord, NC, US. On November 24, 2017, $36.63 was debited at Quick Trip Corporate Concord, NC, US on November 24, 2017, $96.29 was debited at Toys R Us number 8825 Concord, NC, US. Do you want to hear more transactions? No. What else would you like to do? You can say get balance, list transactions or make a transfer.
2: Make a transfer.
3: To verify it's you, tell me your six-digit passcode.
2: 646757. Seven.
3: Okay, how much would you like to transfer?
2: $100.
3: Which account do you want to transfer funds from? Say my checking account, or my savings account, or my account at another bank.
2: My account at another bank.
3: Which account do you want to transfer funds to? Say my checking account or my savings account. Checking. Okay, we will withdraw $100 from your Wells Fargo bank checking account ending in 6926 today. Funds will be delivered to your ally checking account ending in 0889 tomorrow, November 29, 2017. Is that right? Yes. Okay. If you want to cancel this transfer before it's processed, go to Transfers Activity in Online Banking or call us at 1-877-247-2559. Now, say approve to authorize this transfer. Approved. Okay. Your transfer is scheduled and you will receive a confirmation soon. What else would you like to do? You can say...
2: Alexa, stop. So there you saw external money movement from another bank to Ally and vice versa being done hands-free, right? Now, of course, I use a Bluetooth remote here uh, so it could pick up on voice, but uh, without a mobile device. So if you're sitting on the couch um, and, and you want to, hey, I want to I make sure there's enough money here. What's my balance? I want to go move some money from another account. You could do all of that uh, from the convenience of your couch or, or your kitchen without even having to um, you know, worry about picking up your phone. So that's the design principles we were talking about earlier, right? How do we make sure we can absolutely get to that point where it's easier for me to do this than to pick up my phone? Um, So to to end, you know, there's some more, you know, features within the app, and and one of those uh, is, uh, is a little calculator we have built, and we call it Currency. Uh, with the C currency um, and and so it, essentially what it is it, you know to support financial literacy and, and just make sure people are thinking about okay how much sp- how much am I spending um, and can I afford that so we have this you know simple calculator and and so what it does is say let's say you're looking for a $20,000 car and you make hundred thousand a year um, and how many hours do I need to work to be able to afford that so let's let's see how that works real quick Alexa open ally
3: Hi, Aravind. Welcome to the Ally skill. What would you like to do? You can say get balance, make a transfer, list transactions, or get help.
2: Convert $20,000 to currency.
3: Okay, how much do you make in a year?
2: 100,000.
3: Thanks. How many hours do you work in a week? 40. OK, a $20,000 tap will cost you 416 hours of work. What else would you like to do? You can say, get balance, list transact.
2: Alexa, stop. So there you have it. Thank you. I'd, I'd like to invite Paras and Raja back up. Uh, we'll take some Q&A. Yeah,
0: we'll, we'll, we'll get, to the, get to you right away, right in a couple of minutes. This was awesome. Thank you, you know, Raja. Thank you, Arvind, for sharing this. I do have a couple of questions for each of you. Uh, you know, uh, uh, so one, what's next for, for Arvind? What's next on, on your roadmap? I know you, don't want to, you, you generally don't want to talk about order, but really, what's next?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that's a good question. And, and as you'd imagine, there are, you know, there's a lot of different things in the hopper. Um, and, and uh, we're actively looking at customer, you know, voice of customer. We're looking at what they would like to like right. to see us do next, and we're building based on that, and we talked about earlier being a, a, really a full-service bank. We have a lot of different capabilities. You know, we're thinking about that. We're thinking about all the new capabilities Amazon has uh, also, you know, things like Lex and a bunch of others uh, to see what might make sense for us down the road.
0: Awesome. OK, great. So, rather than, I had a question for you. I know you guys work across multiple customers, right? And, and you know, you're doing some great work in each of these customers. What are some innovation trends that you see amongst your customer base?
1: OK, so I think um, uh, if you look at, I think cloud is a decade old, right? I think uh, if you look at uh, the demographics and the customer buying behavior, pattern is also changing, right? So we see like three or four trends, I think, key thing is shift towards public cloud, I think we are seeing, uh, you know, getting accelerated, but having said that, customers do want to consider uh, hybrid cloud as a part of their strategy, right? At the same time, they also want to adopt some multi-cloud strategy wherever applicable. That's the first thing we are seeing. The second thing I would say is, I think I I was mentioning in my, my, my presentation also, right? I think Customers are looking for, you know, building a digital native and a cloud native type. You know, right. it could be on AWS, ECS, or uh, right. Kubernetes and Pivotal Cloud Foundry on 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 the cloud, right? So we are seeing more and more trend. You know, that's where they wanted to build this containerization and microservices. That that's the, that's the second trend. The third thing, security, right? Security and you know, compliance. I think they are giving importance. I mean, if you look at certain interst- industries are pretty mature, like uh, life sciences, etc., right? Mm-hmm. Where AWS has worked with uh, with the Life Sciences Industry Association similarly media so they do not have issues but some customers do have this, cons- this 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 issue I think we are we are trying to see you know how can they avoid more data on the public storage etc. I think there are some trend we are seeing that. The fourth one what we are seeing is there is a huge uh, you know push towards a mass migration. Yep. Customers wants to, I think it, it is a board agenda. If you look at right. board agenda, is cut your data centers, right? right? Cut your data centers and then move everything to public cloud, right? So since the pressure is coming from the board, I think we are seeing uh, a wave of you know, customers hmm. wants to move to the public cloud. That is where we see you know, your uh, AWS map program, yep. migration acceleration program, yep. and uh, the, the new one which you are going to announce the mass migration, I think, you know. So these are really just going to help. So we are seeing these are the, these are the trends uh, shift towards public cloud, applications getting containerized and microservices, more and more customers right. are looking for that. Security is still, I think, you cannot solve the problem of security it is a, it's an evolution. I think that's a third thing. But the last one I would say is, like, topics such as AI, right, I think it's become the uh, integral part of every enterprise. Right. Like, everybody started talking about, do we have AI, do we have machine learning, you know, things of that right. nature, right? right. So towards that, I think what we have done, I think just to just think, to help the customers you know we have the separate uh, digital uh, practice, okay. con- cognitive digital business practice under that, there is a conversational ai practice okay so we are helping customers to you know give uh, you know provide the design thinking system integration expertise, proof of concept, somebody wants to explore Alexa, for example, right mm-hmm. that is where I think we go there, we do the proof of concept and then you know right. we look at you know five considerations like you know. Time to uh, uh, time to market, mm. have enterprise focus, language support, platform reach, and data sovereignty—you know, things of that nature. Of our, our conversational AI
0: practice, right. I think you know today we are helping them. Right. I think one specific part, right—the the proof of concept that you mentioned—I think is, is is really an accelerator to try something big. You know, this is where you could try. Uh, you know, a small thing, right, and, and see if it really works and then take it forward to, you know, expand it to whatever you need to. And oftentimes with, with AWS, the biggest advantage, right, that we see is customers love to do proof of concepts because the cost of failure is really low, right? Okay. Uh, you can try something and if you fail, it's totally fast. So, fail fast, uh, that's really been a motto that we see, you know, us at Amazon doing and also our customers, right? So, great, thank you. So, Arvi, I had a question for you, um, and I learned. I think a couple of days ago, that the Cognizant team built the skill in, in, in a real quick time, right? It was crunch. So you know, what were your thoughts? What, what's, what's some feedback you have for? Yeah.
2: Yeah, we, we've had a long partnership with Cognizant. They've been great partners uh, throughout the journey. And uh, when we were looking to accelerate our, our, uh, our move to the Alexa skill, it, it, they were great partners. They were there all along the way through the design and the development right. and the testing phases. And it's a great partnership. Fantastic.
0: Yeah, I know the global delivery models, right, they have teams diverse all across the world, it really helps accelerate the development cycle because then it's 24 bar 7 development, right? Yep. So I think I have a difficult, a little more difficult question and something that I personally struggle with, you know, with, with, the, uh, you know, with, with the speed of innovation that AWS does, right, and how quickly we release features throughout the year, you know, I usually take a couple of hours on Friday to, you know, to catch up with everything. You know, you guys have over thousands of folks, right, that are on AWS how do you make sure that they are they trained they are up to date they are keeping up with all the innovation that's going on so we see you know uh, the cloud is
1: at an inflection point right you know if you look yeah. at right i uh, just wanted to just uh, quote from alexander graham bell before you prepare you know before everything else preparation right. is a key thing right so i think the 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 the, the floodgates are open right so for that, you know, we need to build that expertise, right? right. So, we're investing heavily, uh, you know, on this new skills like, you know, this cloud, just cloud technologies and cloud adjacent technologies, right? right? Um, at the same time, we wanted to unlearn our traditional approaches, right? You know, doing the traditional training. So, if you look at everybody on the delivery floor or, or the consultants, they are all DevOps, uh, you know, cultured, you know, DNA, okay. I think we are, we are injecting to them. So, we have... Cognizant Career Academy where they go through this constant training programs. Now, the next wave is I think you must have seen in one of the slides, we have 2000 plus AWS certified people right. but our plan is in 2018, 5000 plus people will be AWS certified. Cool. And 2018 focus is specialization. Right. It's okay. not just migrating to the cloud. How can they get specialized in AWS ML? Mm-hmm. AWS, you know, artificial intelligence, you know, things of that nature just we wanted to bring focus, right? Okay. Uh, so and apart from that I think we are also working with, with you guys on specified, right. you know, uh, training programs, etc. So we feel um, the key raw material to, to what do you say to win in the cloud spaces, you know, it is the human intellectual capital. So that is where we are trying to invest, and constantly, I think you know okay. we are we are training the folks, you know, as a part of our cognizant, you
0: know, career uh, academy. Uh, awesome, folks. awesome. I mean, this is great, right? Some staggering numbers, right? Huge numbers. So thank you for sharing that. I think now we'll open up, open it up to Q and A. Uh, yes, please.
2: Yeah, you you have to use your discretion in those cases you're you're you know probably not using the skill when others can hear the pin um, but outside of that um you know so you need to have that discretion does that cause any compliance or security concerns and how are you addressing those? Uh, yeah, yeah i mean we have we we have fully vetted that capability from a compliance and risk perspective we can talk about that more offline
0: yeah. okay uh yeah, I think we have one more person at the mic and then we can come here.
4: Oh, okay. Go ahead. I have a couple, but I'll just ask one for now. So so you mentioned that you wanted to increase the number of channels through which customers can interact with Ally. So my question is, as you expanded into voice apps, why did you choose to start with Alexa rather than one of the other options that's available such as Google Home?
2: Yeah, that, that, that is a great question. You know, I, it really comes down to um, you know, if you look at the numbers, uh, the most widely adopted and one of the first movers in the home device market was Alexa, and, and, and so we knew that our customers are using more of that device. That's one answer. The other is also the ease and speed with which we were able to do the development and the integration, uh, not just on the skill capabilities, but also on the cloud side with Lambda and everything. Uh, it was just the right choice for us and for our customers.
0: Okay. Yep. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, I can't go into the details, but the the, the adoption is increasing um, quite a bit, and then and we're also starting to hear some VOC ratings, and so we're starting to interact with that
0: and tweak it based on that.
2: It's, it's it's definitely something that the customers
0: are liking. Yeah. Okay. Any more questions? Yes. So just to reiterate for everybody's uh, advantage, her question is more around testing and making sure, you know, how do you uh, make sure all the utterances are captured accurately to respond to a customer's need, right? Yep.
2: Yeah, I'm, it, it, that's a really good question. And, and this is something, because it's a brand new channel, we had to approach it very differently in all aspects, not just product development, feature development, design, actual software development. And testing as well. So there was a lot of lot of things that went into it. Um, you know, we built our test cases based on the different utterances and and uh, all the intents that we wanted to satisfy. We had to figure out all the different permutations and combinations how those utterances could be said. And and more than anything, it comes down to usability testing. Taking it into a lab, you know, lab environment, and having those conversations. You know, throwing in a curveball, seeing how that works, and the constant fine-tuning that comes out of that. So it was a it was a good learning experience for us as well. Great. More questions? Yes. Did you have OAuth before getting into this it yeah so so two re- two things that came together I would say. OAuth was something that was in our roadmap and we were building and um, and Alexa was another thing that was on a roadmap and Kind of came together at the same time.
4: Can I ask,
2: how long did it take for you to build OAuth? Yeah, the the overall journey, we kind of did both OAuth and Alexa kind of in parallel, and the entire journey was something in the order of about seven to eight months. Correct. Yes. Yeah, the usability testing is employee and customer-led. So we do both, and we try to do different scenarios with different types of accounts that you might have. We have a lot of different types of accounts. So so we really had to focus on getting a, a, a good um, you know, diversity population.
0: I believe you had a beta running for a few weeks. Yeah, you know, and for we all had a beta. Right? Yeah,
2: you're right. So we had a beta launch just for our employees first. And, uh, you know, people could download it and play with it first, and then we launched
0: uh, GA. Great. That also I think the gentleman over there. Yes.
4: I'd like to piggyback off of the testing question. So you mentioned you do like usability testing and iterating on the conversational models to make sure that it's a good user experience. Um, my question is, um, do you have a- um, automated end-to-end regression testing so that when you make a change, you can just run a test suite and make sure that none of the conversational flows broke, and you don't have to take up, like, human hours to do that? Like Yeah, yeah.
2: So, uh, you know, it, with, with not just Alexa, but with any of our channels, uh, we try to focus on the end-to-end integration and automation testing as much as possible. And if you can have it at as many layers of the stack as possible, it's even better. So so we try to do that as much as possible, and, you know, as, as uh, you know, I, I think you, you you're in the industry, you would know, there's no end to that, right? You're always adding to that test bed, and you're constantly adding to the num- number of automation that you can do.
4: How How is your automated regression tests implemented at a high level? Do you like have voice recordings that you play to Alexa? Or... Uh, w-
2: maybe we can take that question offline, and I can go into a little bit more detail on that.
4: OK.
0: Fantastic. Any more questions? All right, I think we're good. Uh, uh, so, uh, sir, yes, before, yes, go before
1: Before they leave, uh, so there's a, card on your seat, I think, it's uh, a drop. I think you, know, you can take this and go to Cognizant booth, 2440, and you'll get a copy of what to do when missions do everything. It's authored by you know, Cognizant's yeah. uh, you know, uh, executives. Um, it's an interesting concept. And also, you can also meet our uh, conversational AI practice experts also in the booth and so that they can share some experience and accelerate your uh, you know, conversational AI journey if you have as part of your roadmap
0: i see you. you guys have a big booth so i really encourage all of you to go talk to Cognizant experts over there and learn about what more more about what they do and you know hopefully take advantage of some of the services that they provide thank you for coming i hope you have a great reinvent and uh, look forward to seeing you soon
4: thank you